Hello, hello, and welcome back, or welcome for the first time, to Playtime. My name is Andrew Barnett, and I am a child therapist who lives and works in beautiful Asheville, North Carolina, and this is a podcast dedicated to children and play therapy, coming at those things from a child-centered perspective. And today on the podcast, I wanted to offer a tool that I like to use when I'm working with children, and I discussed this topic, which is abstract art, a little bit in my using expressive arts in child therapy, but I I wanted to expand on it some more because it's an area that I feel very strongly about and that I think can be a really beneficial way for children to access different important parts of their experience and interact with themselves creatively in a way that can be liberated from some of the judgment we can put on our work sometimes or trying to having a form it's like I want to draw or paint a tree in a particular kind of way and then not being able to get it just right. Abstract art has a way of transcending those things and getting to something different. And so to start, let's just take a look at the word abstract and the best example that I can think of for that is, you know, if you've read some kind of academic article that's in an academic journal or whatever, that the article's usually start with an abstract and what that abstract is is it distills the essence of something into its finest point and its highest point it's like if the whole research and the whole article is a mountain it's just taking whatever is found when the top of that mountain has been reached and it's like ah this study took these people and we did this thing and it showed us x and so to abstract something then is just to take the essence of something, the, the very essence of something. And so when we're talking about abstract art, what we're talking about is taking art to its essence, taking out forms entirely, no longer concerned with if something looks like something else, no longer concerned with getting something just right or having certain objects in the picture. It's really just about how it feels as you're making it, how the colors interact with each other. Maybe there is something of a Rorschach quality to it, but even going in that direction starts to concretize it. A piece of abstract art can represent an internal state, a way of being inside of the self, a way of feeling inside of the self. It can reach something, and that something that it reaches is art at its essence. It's no longer about the form. It's no longer about like, ah, they did a really good job painting that ocean or landscape or still life or whatever it is. It's, it's all about what is at the essence of art then and what is at the essence of making something and what does that produce in us when we look at art and when we experience art separate from whatever the world is, separate from a painting trying to look like the world and... For that reason, I love using abstract art with children and find that it's not even very difficult to get them to do that once the idea is introduced that, oh, we could be painting and it doesn't have to look like something, or we could be drawing and it doesn't have to look like something, and you can just move the colors however you 
feel that the colors want to move on the page and then you could set that color down and take a look at the colors and see which color is speaking to you next and that children don't even need that much instruction they can just get into a flow with something and this has even happened for me doing telehealth and on zoom there's a whiteboard option and they can draw on it and I can watch what they're drawing and sort of do that tracking of what's happening in real time saying like ah this color's just moving all over the page over here and up oh, now you switch to this one it's like ah and you erase that you were like mm, that's not where you wanted that to be and continuing with that flow with them has for me really helped online therapy feel more therapeutic at times and feel like it can capture some of that magic of play because the magic of play essentially is just the magic of creativity or at least play is powered by creativity and it's powered by some will and force to create and shape and make something of what's around you which is the same sort of force and will and energy that feels present in art and you may say to yourself and maybe you're not saying this to yourself I'm just inventing a friction for me to to rub against but you may say to yourself that okay so I'm doing a session with a child or I'm a parent I'm with my child at home and they're just like moving colors around and I'm mentioning to them that they're they're doing that and then that's helpful for them in some way like that releases something in them like you're trying to convince me that this is a like cathartic beautiful meaningful experience when they've just made a total mess on this piece of paper that doesn't really look like anything at all and yeah I mean that is what I'm saying but it's worth it's worth saying why that feels like it's the case or or presenting the larger thing here that feels important to cultivate and for the United States of America, this is a very turbulent time. And regardless of what political side of the fence that you're on or what spiritual side of the fence that you're on or any, you know, I feel like everything's divided. Everything's on. Everyone's on a side with something. But perhaps something that all sides could agree on is that there's something wrong, that things in this country at least, or, you know, things globally even, are not what they could be or not what they should be, that there are legitimate problems, that we might be on the wrong track, that something is askew, not just perhaps in our systems and not just perhaps in all of the different structures and entities, and we all have maybe different opinions on how we could change those structures, but there's also something wrong inside of human hearts and minds and inside of human culture. You don't have to be a leftist radical to believe that there are fundamental issues related to race and gender and all kinds of other things that are deep issues and even in saying those things I start to show my hand in terms of the things that I feel in my heart during this time but the larger point there is we can all agree that there are problems and perhaps there will be more problems in the years to come perhaps the problems we have now have solutions 
that we haven't found yet. And if there are more problems to come down the line in the future, we likely don't have solutions for those yet either. There is a remarkable amount of healing and connection and conversation to be had among all of us as human beings if we want to be a more peaceful, heart-centered, unified species. And all of that is going to require creativity. If we want to create a new and better world, anything new requires creative force. Anything new requires dynamic force. Anything new requires that creative will and energy and positivity linked to that creative will and energy and hope linked to that creative will and energy. And I don't personally know a better way to cultivate that through a structured activity than through abstract art. The look on children's faces that I have seen when they have made a painting abstract, the way that they light up, there's some specific instances that are coming to my mind right now that are, that are just flooding me with really intense emotion because they've been powerful moments. They can feel like a moment when someone is experiencing love and connection with their own creative energy and perhaps for the first time outside of a lens of being evaluative of what they've made outside of a lens of being like, well, it doesn't look quite the way I wanted it to look. Being almost genuinely surprised by what came out of them when they just started moving colors around and flowing with a different kind of rhythm than the rhythm of trying to get just something just right, which isn't a rhythm at all, but just flowing with, ah, this color goes here and this color goes here and I'm going to try flicking it on the canvas. I'm going to try just like dropping some paint on the canvas. I'm going to try using a paper towel. You know, actually, I'm just going to use my hands. I'm just going to rub my hands in this thing and add some more colors over here and add some more here. And now I've got the brush back. And before you know it, they have something. And a lot of times they can name either with a prompt or otherwise that it reminds them of a feeling of sadness or happiness. But lots of times happiness, lots of times different variations of joy or hope or excitement. Sometimes not, sometimes anger, sometimes whatever, whatever it is that needs to come out, whatever it is that is coming out naturally when this creative energy is just turned on and allowed to just explode onto a canvas or a piece of paper. And if we are trying to raise children for the future, and if the future is going to require individuals who are dynamic and who are able to come up with new ways of doing things or new ways of being, who feel the freedom to liberate themselves and untether from traditions and ways of being in the past that maybe aren't serving us as a species anymore and are able to cultivate new sources of wisdom, new sources of inspiration. And I can't think of a better equipped person personally than someone who is in love with their creative energy, someone who loves the process of exploring things, someone who doesn't have all these kinds of emotions and things that they can get stuck in when they're trying to get to a creative place, someone who's not feeling insecure about what it is that's coming out of them, or when they have a new idea, they're like, oh, that's stupid, or oh, that's, that's never going to work, or what will other people think of this, or I never have any good ideas anyway. Lots of us, lots of us get stuck in those kinds of things. But being able to flow with your creative energy 
can make you a powerful person. Having a relationship to your creative energy generally gives you some relationship to your emotions as well. You can be aware of what's going on internally. I don't want to suggest that being connected to your creative energy and feeling joy with it is the be-all and end-all of the human experience. There's much more to being a person than being creative, obviously, but I wouldn't want to undervalue it. And I also believe that it's a foundational part of being a dynamic person in this world, of being a person who is capable of creating their own life and creating their own experience and making choices in their life and not feeling like they're just stuck in dynamics and circumstances and whatever else that is limiting them or that is limiting other people. And so while I'm child-centered at heart and while I the vast majority of the time, follow child-centered principles, but that's a lot harder to do online, and I should do another telehealth episode. I do believe that abstract art is, a, is an untapped source of development for all individuals, even if you're an adult doing some abstract art and seeing what happens. It's definitely been a boon to my life, but I think it is something that we can provide for children because it's not even a activity in the name of like, okay, we're going to do this, then we're going to do this, and we're going to do this. It's simply presenting this thing and then being with them as it happens and watching our energy as it happens, trying to flow with them if you're a therapist or if you're a parent trying to be connected with your child as they're doing it. There can be a narration, but having it be soft and having it be gentle and having it not be like obtrusive in any way to the process, but just letting them know that we're there. It can create this space for them to really blossom. And I have almost without fail had, um, often still to this day, very, very surprising and heartwarming results from, and if not that, then, then very therapeutic results regardless, using abstract art with children, and I could not recommend it enough. And that is all that I have for this episode of Playtime. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to Nate, who is my first patron on my Patreon. Much thanks. And uh, this podcast is brought to you in the spirit of the gift. So there is no charge. Of course, it's a podcast. It's free. But if you do feel pulled to support Playtime, because it's something in your life that gives you something and that you appreciate I'd be happy to have your support. If you'd like to see more of my work, go to barnettchildtherapy.com, and there's some child-centered children's books, including my newest book, which is out, called I Have a Secret, which deals with children who are holding a secret inside. Do was the story of a child holding a secret inside of abuse. And if you'd like to be in touch with me, then be in touch. My email is barnettchildtherapy at gmail.com. And yep, I will catch you all next time.